Drop what you're doing. Make this a priority. And now, it's time for Guys Not on the Radio with Shap. He's a party on skates. And JC. The little girly man. If you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you have a diamond. And JC. They think he's a righteous dude. Is this it? I mean, is this two bowls of M&Ms and some balloons? You know what, Phyllis? I think you need to step it up. Because if I'm not mistaken, we gave you your wedding shower here. We all came into this room and gave you a golden shower. That's disgusting. You are fake news. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> it's Shap and JC and the guys not on the radio podcast. Well, that's it. I'm going to see a man about a wallaby. Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Good day. <laughs> like we're in Canada, eh? Good day and welcome to the day. Um... <laughs> Has your Comcast from guys not on the radio? And I'm sorry, I'm like cutting what? you off, but is your is your Comcast been like garbage lately? Because my mine's been just absolute dog, uh, like just terrible. Your internet, my internet, and yours seems like you're having like like bad internet connection tonight too. A little bit. It comes and goes. Okay. I haven't really had too many issues that I've noticed, but I'm never home, so I don't really notice it. My wife would be the better person to ask for right now. So. Okay. Yeah, I was like the last. So, I don't know like, if it's been like the last month, but I've had. Seriously, I've been a, a Xfinity Comcast customer. I nothing but praise for them for how awesome my internet's been. But like the last month, I don't know if they're fixing something, but like I lose service all the time and have to reboot my stuff all the time. Or it could be the fact that my kids are home and they're all jamming uh, PlayStations and Xboxes. So, anyway. I went on a tangent. That could be the case, yeah. I went on a tangent. I, uh, I just have one. I just have one, and he does that. Yeah. I'm upset at Comcast because they they dicked with my DVR. They're like, you you can't have. We we accidentally gave you full DVR privilege for the first two plus years you've had us. Now we're gonna take it all the way, so you only get twenty percent of it. Yes. So if you want the full, it's gonna cost you like an extra like ten or fourteen dollars a month or something like that. Yep. They did that to you too? Yeah, yeah. I think everybody got hit with that. As long as they don't take away my unlimited internet, I'm okay, even though that it's been limited because it hasn't been working right. As long as they but as long as they leave the unlimited internet internet, I'm 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 golden. So I, I think I'll be I think I'll be all right without the rest of the DVR. Everything's on demand anyways nowadays. Pretty much. So. Pretty much. And yeah. The, and I was Hulu. gonna say my one concern, we'll my one concern would be with Big Brother coming here next week, and that you know that's that's three nights a week, you know. But I'm pretty sure that'll be like the next day. Then on did you buy the... Paramount? Yeah, I have access to oh, Paramount. Okay. Yeah, because I I have I that. To... If you need a if you need an account, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> We're still rolling tape here, are we? That's not? All right. Shh. The only people that that are cracking down on passwords is Netflix, is what I understand. Netflix is the only mm. one right now that's cracking down on the password sharing. But I have a, I have a feeling if Netflix is doing it, I guarantee you Disney Plus is going to start doing it too. So, yeah. But I need to just think about dropping cable altogether and just doing the internet plan and then going with everything else. But every time I do that, 
my wife has shows that she watches and she can't figure out all the all the different services. <laughs> so it's the sports, man. It's yeah, live that sports. Too. That too. Yeah, because yeah. I need the I need Comcast Sportsnet to watch my White Sox. So, but anyway, or, you, you mean NBC Sportsnet? Uh, whatever it's <laughs> called, I don't even know. <laughs> so well, they all are owned by the same person or yeah. the same people, or the same conglomerate. Anyway, yes. so yeah. And, and you uh, can't you can't trust them because they're part of the system. That means they're spreading fake news. That White Sox score is fake. That's what it is. It's fake. <laughs> can you imagine if we did sports like we did politics? The outcome didn't work out the way we wanted it to. So therefore, that game didn't happen. It's not real. It they're not. reporting fake scores. <laughs> the Sox did not lose. They're 162 and 0 this year. That's correct. Okay? That's correct. Anybody who else says says that it's anything different is uh is being fed lies all right I, so, enough digression anyway uh, this is supposed to be a special episode of the guys on the radio podcast um and we wanted to talk a little bit about mental health a little bit because uh i don't think there's a person that is in your life that hasn't been affected uh or in you know, changed because of mental health disease. And, and I mean, let's face it with everything going on in the world between the pandemic and what's going on with job futures and so on and so forth for everybody and everything. It, it, it's a very draining time mentally. Yeah. Um, and, and some people it affects more than others. Um, but uh, trying to navigate the mental health systems and to get the help that you actually need uh, can be a challenge sometimes. I, I've experienced this firsthand um, with, you know, even, you know, loved ones that I have where we get a diagnosis that, you know, has stuff in there that isn't correct, that, you know, people take things that were never said and put them into a diagnosis. And then you have to bounce back to go to three different doctors. And then you have to travel out of the area because of where your insurance will cover or won't cover. It's, it's a vicious cycle. And, and, you know, what ends up getting lost and hurt in the long run is the reason that you're trying to get the help in the first place. Mentally, excuse my language, you're fucked up and you need to get the help that you need. And sometimes that doesn't seem to be available. And and I think that's kind of what we want to talk about a little yeah, bit. And I, you know, it, we know that there's... As I say, like, I, I know the last year was complete garbage for so many people. And, you know, especially if you're struggling emotionally and struggling with mental illness, you know, sometimes you don't even know you have mental illness and you're not willing to admit that or face it head on. And personally, um, I went through, my family went through a lot and we still are, uh, following the loss of, of my brother-in-law last year. And, um, you know, after, you know, you know, I saw some other people also dealing with the same thing that I've, my family's been dealing with and it just hit me it hit me pretty hard when i saw all these messages online about reaching out for help or you know like oh why don't you share this post because then you know we'll reach somebody today with the with the number for the you know the suicide hotline and i i keep thinking about that and i i felt at the time that it was wasted um that it was a, just just something that we all feel better about because we're posting it. But what actually is being done to get away from the stigma of mental illness and people who need that extra help because some people are afraid 
that if they talk about it, that there's going to be judgment that comes with it on top of whatever else they're dealing with. And so I thought today, and actually earlier today, this is a terrible recording of this, but sometimes it just helps to talk, you know, and to tell your story. And today I had a two-hour drive down to Watsika at work. And so I thought if it's cool, even though you're going to hear the car background noise, which if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is going to be some nice falling asleep to sounds uh, <laughs> with the sound of the car in the background. I was listening to it back, and that's why I thought, I like, ah, oh, it's nice and soothing. But no, it's a, at the same point, it is a real personal story that I'm going to share with you. And what, what, what my family has been up against over the last year um, and some of the loss that we've faced. And I'm hoping it feels better sometimes just to share your story. Uh, so for me, it's kind of twofold. It feels good to share with you. Um, but also, I hope that if you are dealing with this or have felt these things or have somebody that you're dealing with that's, that, that, that is struggling that you'll reach out um, and that hopefully by us talking about this and about sharing these stories that um, that maybe we, we remove the stigma a little bit. So if it's cool, Shep, I'm going to go ahead and play this audio from today. Fire away, bud. You know, um, anything that uh, your family needs, you know, I'm there for you too. So but, appreciate uh, it. Please, please share away. And, and yeah, it's uh, it's an emotional one. I don't know if I'm ever going to use this, but give it a couple seconds and I'll tap. It's a long drive today, and I thought I'd just share a little bit. It's the end of June 2021, and it's been six months since I lost my brother in law. Mental illness is a bitch to begin with. <laughs> it's really tough when you have to deal with it in the middle of a pandemic. So, I know I've had this podcast for what, three, four years? <laughs> and Chap and I, we talk about stuff. You know, we talk about our lives and kids and try to have fun. And uh, it's very rare <laughs> that we really get into a serious topic. I think the last serious topic that we had was when we were talking about vaccines and how to get them. We had Andrea join us on the show. I think that was the last one. But uh, this is an audio-only podcast. So I'm recording it on my on my phone as I drive. Watsika. I am working. <laughs> and my car is beeping for some weird reason. No idea. This car just, this work car just beeps. No idea why it does that. But anyway, uh, it's been a, it's been a rough, rough year for all of us, really. I mean, I am ecstatic 
about how everything has reopened. You know, I'm, I like to think that I'm cautious. I like to think that I do everything that I need to do, but I'm just so glad to be done with masks. <laughs> I think come like flu season and stuff, we found the effectiveness of masks during flu season. Not a whole lot of flu cases in the last year because we were all freaking masked up. So maybe we need to revisit that. But a year, a year plus, year and a half of masks. I feel, I, I, I feel guilty sometimes like walking into stores now and just going, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I don't need a mask. Um, I'm not concerned about the viruses anymore since I've been vaccinated. Uh, I know that I could still get it, uh, but I'm, I'm happy to not wear masks. I know some people are the anti, you know, like they're going to continue to do it. Good. I hope you do. And if you require it, 100%, I'm going to wear it. But if you don't, it's like lighting bras on fire. You know, it's like we are finally free. So anyway, happy for for all that is happening. We've got my family. We've got tickets to Riot Fest. Thanks to Shap, he was able to get in line for us and get us Riot Fest tickets. So taking the family to go to that, see that in September. I'm going to Florida here in a couple weeks. So and we went to Cleveland over Memorial Day after the twins graduated uh, uh, graduated eighth grade. So I mean, there's a lot of positive things happening. I know my business is roaring. Uh, I have meetings like every single night to meet new clients and visit visit with ones that I have booked. I have Peggy Pappas on my staff that I could not be happier with, who's taken on a huge role for me this year uh, with the guys in the radio DJ business. And I've even asked Shap to come back, and he's got a couple weddings that he's going to DJ for. So I could not be happier with the direction of my business. But... Uh, to get back where I started with everything. I just want to take a time to talk a little bit about mental illness because I have never in my life lost somebody who I was extremely close with Why do you keep peeping at me, Carl? 
And they cannot see that they are dealing with mental illness. It has to be something physical. It has to be. There's a reason I'm feeling like this. It's physical because I can feel it. No, I think you you might you might just be chemically imbalanced and need some help with that stuff. Nope. And especially someone who gave of themselves to everyone. Who when he was with his family and his friends was so full of life and joy. Mental illness crept up. Can't be that. Leading up to his death, it was like a year and a half of just doctor appointment after doctor appointment after, you know, and I guess I, I get frustrated because I see people post things online about if you need somebody, please call. You know, and I, if that helps some people, that's fantastic. But I even saw my brother-in-law post those messages on his Facebook about if you need somebody, here's the mental illness hotline. He did push-ups in August for a, a, a mental illness challenge thing that he had seen online in August. While he was dealing with it himself. But the problem is... Our mental health services just suck ass. In this country. And especially rural areas like the one that we live in. I can't tell you how hard it was... To get him the appropriate care required. And just how they just shove people through, or when you take them to the emergency room, they just give you a whole bunch of medications that aren't helping. There's no care plan, at least in the experience that I had. Choices? Fuck. I'm going to swear. Finally got him into choices. They gave him enough meds for one day. Over a holiday weekend. And didn't follow up until after he had killed himself. Fuck you, choices. And then when we did get him checked in somewhere, because he was having these insane delusions. So, <laughs> the doctors overprescribed him. He was overmedicated. He got hooked on the shit. his car into a pole because he was overmedicated. Meanwhile, dealing with prostate cancer and the delusions. Well, the delusions started to come on afterwards. And then the choices disaster. And then came the trip to Peoria. (laughs) 
he wouldn't accept that he was he, he was mentally ill. Couldn't accept it. So he found a way to get himself out of the mental hospital after like a week down in Peoria Methodist with no with no care plan. They put it in his hands. Oh, you need to call. You need to follow up. Not, hold on, let me get these scheduled for you before we check you out. No, it's your responsibility. The guy who's mentally ill, it's your responsibility to follow him. Come on, people. Our mental health system is a joke. And especially, my God, during the pandemic, couldn't get to a doctor without a COVID test. You couldn't get the care you needed because they they weren't keeping people overnight. It, if things were better, would it have changed the outcome? I don't know. Because I truly believe that in order to get better, you have to have some sort of acceptance, which you couldn't do. And I don't know if it was... If it was a pride thing, and again, is it something that was beat into the heads of these military guys that while they're in the service that you can't be mentally ill? I think that's changed in the years. But I don't know. All I know is. Russ is gone. It's been six months. It doesn't get any easier. I found a way. I started, you know, talking to people. Like, because I think... I think of grief... As it's weird, like the hole never goes away, it never does. Like, I've lost people in my life, those friends, you know, tragically, uh, loved ones, but uh, I don't know. This. This one's hard. And I go back to what I was saying. I think of grief as being like a knife. It's like a dagger. Like, you... It's tough. It's... You know, in the first few months and stuff, it's... It, you know, it would... It, it hit you a lot. And then, like, just over time... You know, you get back to living... But it's like a, it is. It's like a dagger. You could just be going along with your day, and everything be fine, and then just one little thing will just spark a memory. It's like a fucking dagger right in your side, <laughs> and it can take you to your knees. 
I love my wife. I love my family. I love my in-laws. And I know empathy, and I can get it, but I I can't empathize here. I don't. I cannot fathom. his parents are dealing with or my wife I lost my brother-in-law who was the he was my oldest son's godfather And he spent a lot of time with us over the last year. And I am thankful that he did. Even though I have a lot of guilt. Because I didn't know how bad it was. I knew it was bad and I thought we, you know, I talked to his girls. And I had a conversation once and I said, you know, if your dad doesn't get help, you know, he's, he's going to lose everything. And I didn't mean it in the literal sense. I meant it as like, he would lose his money, he would lose his house, he would lose his job. Because the delusions were so strong. You know, that he would probably, you know, end up on the streets or something. And I I don't think as a family we would ever let that happen. But I'm like, we gotta figure, you know... I didn't know how bad it was. And it wasn't until after he was gone and I stepped into his house and I felt just how alone he must have been. And that big house where everybody had moved out and it was just him. But in the middle of a pandemic, where we're not encouraged to see family and friends and you can't be together, blah, blah, blah. How alone that must have been. He spent Christmas with us and he spent New Year's with us. Christmas, like, he just, we did Christmas Eve, and one of my buddies, who's a pastor up in Chicago, we sat and watched his church service together on the TV, and then afterwards, Jake, Heidi, Russ, and I went, (laughs) went on a tour of the Illinois Valley looking for the worst Christmas light displays, (laughs) heck with Rotary Park, we want to see the, the puke houses, so I have that. And then on New Year's, he was going to spend the the day alone. He was, I don't know what was happening with him, but we ordered Goldmine from Spring Valley, and uh, 
a, they had the prime rib sandwich. I ordered a prime rib sandwich. And I think Heidi got something, and the kids all got something, and Abby had one of her friends over, and Heidi went to go get the food. Goldmine packed us. We got a free prime rib. We didn't order it, but they packed it for us, so we took somebody's food. But it was... It was that that got Russ to our house that night. She was talking to her brother on the phone. And, uh, said, hey, Coldmine gave us an extra prime rib. Why don't you come over? Nah. She's like, have you ate? He's like, no. He's like, all right. So he came over. And... He had dinner with us, and um, and uh, I uh, his I I love the gold rum from Star Union, so I made him uh, a captain and, or a, a gold rum and coke that I was just raving. I'm like, you got to try this. And then Heidi had her last um, hoe garden in the fridge. So he had a, he had the, the the rum and coke, and then the the whole garden with his prime rib. And then I was playing online games, playing Jackbox games, and he played a, uh, like two or three games of Jackbox with us till about ten thirty. And then he said he had to work at six a.m. Then he was going to go home and get some sleep. So I said, good night, Russ. And then he went back to his empty house. And that was the last. That was the last time we talked. So again, we can post all we want and we can talk about you're not alone. (laughs) Call the mental health line. Why do you keep beeping at me, car? But again, I I don't know. What's the answer? <laughs> you know, we been a few times. I know my wife and her cousins and her sister and her dad, they all went and got tattoos. And then my wife came home and said, I have a tattoo and not a brother. We did a nice tree dedication at Hall. His union brothers did a beautiful job. His dad wrote a beautiful inscription on the plaque. 
I was talking to my mother-in-law and she said, the tree is nice, but I'd rather have my son. You know, we could talk about cancer and all these illnesses that take people, but I think mental illness is just as bad. If it's untreated, and if it's not taken seriously and it's not talked about, if it's, we need to remove the stigma around it. It's okay to be unhealthy. It's okay to seek therapy. It's okay to take medicine. All those things need to happen and on a, on a regular basis so that no one has to feel what my family is feeling. His oldest daughter is getting married in September. And God damn it, I got to keep it together for that. Because <laughs> it's a joyous celebration for two amazing people. And eventually when his youngest daughter hits that point too. He should be here for all of this. So anyway, we don't do a lot of serious shit. <laughs> Sometimes it feels good just to talk and share and to let people know that you're not alone. And I should post the mental health phone number <laughs> with this episode because you know what? They are there to help you and talk. I'm here if you need something please reach out if you're not doing well and you're not feeling good about yourself because the loss of you is not worth it. You are worth it. Someone loves you. Someone needs you. And you're worth this life. You're worth it. Oh man, that's some heavy stuff. Uh, thanks for sharing your story, JC, with with me and with everybody else here on the Guys Not on the Radio podcast. And as you said, it, you know, if you're hurting, if you need to talk to somebody, reach out. You know, send us a private message on the on this page's Facebook or on our Facebook page. Or if you personally know myself or JC, send a message there. So, you know, I've seen people sometimes, and I, I've even. You know, I, I'm one of those people that wears my heart on my sleeve a lot of times to my detriment. And I and you mentioned earlier how people are afraid sometimes to post how they're really feeling online, uh, socially, or even talk to somebody personally because of the flack they could get. You know, and and how many times do you see somebody vent on social media and people just like, what's the matter? What's wrong? And then it's like, I just needed to vent for a minute. You know, and then then it's like, wait, and, and then you stop posting it. You stop saying these things and. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's a delicate balance for me because I, I have stopped posting because it's sometimes it's like, okay, it's just going to steer things the wrong way. But if I'm in a really, really shitty headspace and I can't get a hold of somebody that I need to talk to and 
And if that's what it takes for me to reach out, then that's what it takes, you know? And um, I, I, I appreciate people that have reached out. And when those people have done that, I've turned around and done the same for them, knowing that, like you said, sometimes the, 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 the treatment plan when it's, when it's to your own devices, isn't going to be enough. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what the answer is, um, you know, for a situation, you know, like your brother-in-law, um, I, I don't know what the answer is besides, you know, more funding, more people, um, you know, more options, but you know, there, there has to also be some sort of personal accountability as well too. You know, it's like a person who goes to a treatment center for a drug and alcohol addiction. You can't just pawn it off on anybody else. Mental illness, I know, is a little different. It's different than just that. But there there, there does have to be some sort of help along the way, you know. And, and I mean, that's why you see some people that are uh, forced into, uh, you know, places where they can be monitored for so long, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 truth, I, I don't even know if I should be revealing this about myself, but I, I was there at one time in my life. I'm glad I'm not anymore. You know, the person on the other end of the screen screen for me helped me get to that place because he was fearful for what was going to happen to me. And and, um, you know, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that, you know, and I'm glad I'm in a much better place. And I'm glad that I've got a friend like you. I mean, well, I appreciate there that. aren't there there aren't jc phillipses that grow on trees unfortunately. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> that, i mean you know, a, you know it's like you you know you go through things in life and you think you have things figured out and then life always you know throws you for a loop um but i think the more we talk i i guess the thing that i, I that I keep coming back to is the more we talk about it and the more we're open about it you know i've i've been in therapy for 10 years you know, and one of the things that my therapist always says, and I, I say this to everybody, is that healthy people are in therapy. <laughs> you know, those are the healthy ones, the ones that are seeking out treatment uh, to deal with all of the garbage, you know. Um, and it's, it's, it's not just dealing with yourself, but just how you deal with others and everything else that comes into play. But knowing yeah. that that there is mental health services. And, and I, I just, I still, and to go back to what I said while I was in the car today is, you know, our area is just robbed of good mental health services. And on top of that, mental health services aren't cheap and they aren't covered by insurance as much as they should be. It should be just, you should be able to get a mental health checkup as easy as you go to the doctor to get a flu shot. You know, you, we should have, mental health physicals and everything else to make sure that we're all good. Um, and especially after a year that we've all had, especially. Yeah, and I just, I, I, you're, you're yeah. preaching to the choir yeah. there, my friend. Uh, but I mean, we, we could go on. Yeah, a long, exactly. Exactly. Different separate episodes. Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's just, and, and what I want to encourage people to do is like John just said, you know, reach out, talk to somebody. We're here. Um, you know, there's the different helplines that I joked about earlier that said, Hey, you know, is this enough to just post it? I think it's different, you know, when you're walking it, you know, it's not just posting and copying, it's literally being there, uh, and letting people know. And it's like, there are people in your life right now that may be struggling and it may be time to do a checkup and see how they're, everybody's doing somebody you haven't reached out to in a while. Uh, somebody that you appreciate in your life, let them know because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. 
never take today for granted. And that's all I, that's, that's probably what I'm going to leave you with. I am going to post the damn NAMI helpline number in this podcast. So it is 1-800-950-6264, 1-800-950-NAMI. And that is the National you Alliance know, here's of Mental the, Here's Illness. the thing. I, I would think for every story like your brother-in-law that you've shared, uh, there's probably, or at least at least I'm, I'm hoping, there's a story on the uh, that equals on the other side of help that was received that, that, you know, and that people got the help to turn things around Yeah, and it wasn't too late. You know, I, I hope that it's, it's equal, you know, or, I mean, hopefully it's more than equal. Hopefully it's, it's, you know, two to one or three to one or 10 to one, but you know, um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and, you know, if, if, if you have concerned loved ones that, you know, that you know, that struggle with demons and darkness and mental problems, reach out to them, even if they don't, even if they don't, even if they seem perfectly fine, t- just say, hey, just, you know, it's been a while since we chatted, just checking in and make sure everything's all good, you know, and and I, and I love you, you know, and, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, so. it's important. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening to my story today. Please feel free to share it, reach out, uh, talk to somebody. Um, yeah, be well. You are loved. We're going to get through this, all right?